Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us a coach from Hawaii. I think our first coach from Hawaii. Congratulations, Nikki, on uh, being the first coach we have from Hawaii. And it's uh, Nikki K.O. Ho-Ho. Very good. And uh, welcome to the show. You're with uh, Coach Excellence School, and we're excited to learn about your work there and with DSWA. Uh, you're, you're a busy lady, uh, helping a lot of folks. So why don't you just start and tell us about your practice? How are you serving folks? Mm, thanks so much. So we started off in the, the um, direct selling space, but we taught coaching from the beginning to people that were independent direct sellers. And then it ended up, we started our coach school, coach excellence school about uh, 10 years ago. So we've been teaching coaches how to coach for a number of years, and we have a certification program that they can go through. We also have Coach Excellence School for educators because we're working with some very large school districts and teaching co- teaching teachers how to bring coaching into their classroom, which builds better relationships with the students. We also have Coach Excellence School for sales and service. So anybody in sales or any sort of a service business can use coaching within their business. So it's been a wonderful journey and we love what we get to do. Now, tell us a little bit about your backstory. How did you get interested in coaching and teaching? Well, I started off as, as a teacher in, I taught in school for about seven years. And it's sad, I'm sad to say teachers don't make a lot of money. And, you know, we ended up having two children and we thought, oh, maybe we ought to pick up something else. So when I was doing my part-time I went from full-time to part-time after I had my first daughter my first child and then while I was teaching I I was doing direct selling on the side so I became an entrepreneur and and I really increased my income so went straight on into into direct selling and and then I've been an entrepreneur most of my life but I when I learned about coaching I wasn't a good coach to start with don't think you have to be perfect to be a good coach. It takes time. You know, it's progress. Look at, look, you don't have to be perfect. Progress is what's important. So I have a tinge of a strong behavioral style. And so I thought I needed to tell everybody what to do, when to do it and how to do it and why they need to get it done. And that wasn't very effective. So then I started thinking there's got to be a better way. So, because these are independent contractors, they're like a volunteer army. So what I decided to do was um, learn about coaching. And then we started teaching coaching as I got good at this and figured out that, wow, this could make a difference for a lot of people. And also, I've always wanted to build self-esteem in children. And I believe when you can get to direct selling leaders, when you can get to teachers, when you can get to parents, grandparents, we're going to make a difference in the children in our world. And that's what's behind the curtain for the whole deal. Now, tell us a little bit about how you kind of define differently 
teaching from coaching? Mm, very different skill set. When you are teaching, you're telling. When you are coaching, you are asking. It's sort of a teacher we kind of put in the same category as a trainer. And, and they're, they're different. Uh, when you are teaching, it's your agenda. When you are coaching, it's the person you're coaching agenda, not not coach. There's, there's a whole series of things that are different. And I'll give you a couple more because I think it's important. You know, as a teacher or a trainer, you provide the answers. As a coach, we help others to find their own answers. Because, you know, you don't create a lot of objections to when people are using their own answers. When you're making statements, you can create a lot of objections. So uh, when you're a teacher or a trainer, the expertise is with you. That's what you know. You're the expert at it. But when you're coaching, it's the team member is the expert or the person you're coaching is the expert on their life. I'm not an expert on anybody else's life. Sometimes we think we are for our, our, our partners, but not necessarily. <laughs> now, um, when you're working with your clients, are, is it sometimes the first time that they've ever been coached and you got to kind of explain that to them? Or is it something that yes. your clients are typically have been coached by lots of different people and you're just the latest one? Actually, because that's one of the first things we teach in our school so if uh, example, a leader or a sales leader, they, they've got to, if they're going to actually coach people in their, on their team or in their business, those folks must understand what that difference is between training, which most of them have done training and never done coaching before. So we have a variety that come to us that come to the class just thinking, I'm going to try this because it's worked for my friends and they've never been coached in their life. And they, and, and they come in and, and it's a whole new world to them. And then we have people that come to us for coaching and they've been coached by multiple people and paid thousands and thousands of dollars and didn't get results. And, and I may offend some people with this, but I really feel I need to say it. Coaching is a deregulated industry. So we have lots and lots of people out there that hang out the shingle saying they're a coach, but they've never taken any sort of certification or even a class about how to coach. They confuse coaching with being a consultant. So I'm going to tell you what you need to do with your business. Or they, they confuse it with mentoring or training or cheerleading. That you know, I'm supposed to pump you up and get you out the door and get going. That, so there's a lot of confusion about what coaching is. I was an athletic coach when I was a teacher. And for many years after that, I had gyms. And, and people get confused thinking athletic coaching or a personal coach or a personal trainer is the same as the term coach that you and I use. They're different. And so we, part of, I think, what we've got to do as a, as a community of coaches is educate the public about what coaching really is so that people don't come to us for training and then get frustrated when we ask them questions. They just want to be told what to do. So that's my two cents on that. Yeah, you mentioned that it is a kind of a deregulated industry, and uh, it's important to go through some uh, credentialing in some manner. Where did you receive your uh, coaching credentials? We went through the Worldwide Association of Business Coaches. They're out of Canada. And, and the big reason was because I, I wanted to be a business coach. 
life gets in the way of business. So there's still things around life that you're working with, but the majority of our time is invested in supporting people in some kind of business. Even if that's another coach that has a coaching business and they're, they're not sure about marketing or other things. So we have mentor coaching, which is part mentoring and part coaching. So, um, but most of our coaching calls are straight out coaching. Now, do you think it's possible to kind of be your own coach? Is that, is there such a thing as that? Uh, We created that. It's called self-coaching and we think everybody can benefit from self-coaching. You know, I kind of learned it from my mom. She didn't call it self-coaching, but if I'd come to her with something, she'd say, Nikki, what's a, what's a different question that you can ask yourself that will give you better results? You know, because I'd say, well, why is so-and-so so mean? What's a different question you can ask yourself that will give you better results? Because the quality of the questions we ask ourselves are directly related to the quality of our life. So, yes, you can ask yourself who, what, when, where, how questions. How can I find more clients? Not why don't I have any clients? Or why am I not as good as him? Or why is my business not as strong as, as hers? That it's how can I how can I make my business stronger? What can I do to meet new clients? How can I stay in a positive mental state no matter what's happening around me? How can I release that feeling that I have about that? How can I make coaching more fun? So absolutely, it's, it's mind management. And anybody that has the skill of self-coaching, uh, and that's why we invest a whole module on self-coaching, because what we know is that people that have a positive mental attitude, people who are solution-focused, not problem-focused, always will be more successful and always will be able to take care of themselves in a difficult time. Now, do you think that um, maybe an underappreciated element of coaching is the accountability component of holding someone accountable by reporting back results to them? I think that can be done in a way that is not, I, you must be accountable to me. I believe accountability is a part of it because a lot of people have conversations with no results. So agreed action and accountability is a factor in, in coaching. What I think happens is people sometimes talk to their client about, now, you need to be accountable to me. You're, you're paying me for this. So I need to, I'm going to ask you first thing, what were your results? What did you do? And, and so then sometimes people don't call because they know they didn't do it. And that's not going to do any good either. So I believe there's ways that you can ask, you know, what was the best thing that happened in your business this week? What do you feel good about accomplishing? You know, what you said last week was this. What if anything got in the way of that? They'll talk to you about it and they will begin to hold themselves accountable. And I'm just the person there in support of that. That's how we see agreed action and accountability. So you do it in kind of a um, an elegant way where they're self-discovering the accountability on their own? Yes, it is. It's interesting. And you see, when people say they're going to do something and uh, words to use are how committed are you to making that happen? Because you see commitment is tied to integrity. 
And most people in this profession want to be people of integrity or are people of integrity. And it, they, they feel uncomfortable. So, I mean, even when I ask my grandchildren, how committed are you to making that happen on a scale of one to 10? They're used to that because they, from very young age, learn to be accountable for themselves and take responsibility for themselves. See, accountability is related to responsibility. They're tied. Now, do you find that coaching is better suited for certain um, challenges that people are going through than others? Well, most people don't know how to get out of situations themselves or see beyond their current circumstances. So coaching can support someone in any type of a situation, a small little challenge or a big stretch goal. Um, You know, we say coaching because people think coaching is when you have issues, you got problems, you know, and, and so like you're broken and good coaches hold people as whole and complete. They don't need to be fixed. And I think that that's part again of our challenge as a, as a community of coaches that it's like, we're supposed to be the doctor for their mind. And, and really we are a facilitator for them discovering it's different. So I believe coaching is very beneficial when someone has a stretch goal. I believe coaching is very beneficial when they're stuck, they're not progressing, they're not moving forward. When people have lost clarity or vision of where they want to go and how they want to get there, when they lost their emotional why, their reason to do what they're doing. You know, there's so many times that that people have blind spots and they really don't know how to get out of there and they don't know how to coach themselves. So they stay in that place. You know, go to your class reunion when you get a little more seasoned. And I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of people that all they want to do is retire. They're, they're doing this job because they want to retire and they hate it. And then they retire and die. So what I've found is if we can teach people these skills for, from a very young age and our children, from a very young age, our society as a whole will move forward and at at, at, at make progress faster. And we won't have as many people angry and becoming victims and resentful. So I believe coaching is a skill for every parent to learn. I believe coaching is a skill for every teacher, doctors, you know, to, to it's a conversation versus let me fix you. Now, um, you mentioned kind of this uh, thirst for knowledge or lifelong learning uh, being important for the coachee. How important is it for the coach? I mean, there's a lot of coaching, especially some methodologies, where it seems like they thought of this many years ago and then they kind of said, okay, I'm done now. And this is this is kind of the, the way it is, and they haven't really been pushing the envelope when it comes to uh, evolving and learning. That, I'm so glad you asked me about that because it's pretty funny. I had somebody ask me the other day, how do you stay relevant? And I'm very clear how I stay relevant. You cannot stop learning. School is never out for a coach. You've got to be one step ahead of everybody else. So, you know, like with the Worldwide Association of Business Coaches, they have a whole continuing education program, we must take additional hours 
to be recertified. And even through our coach schools, we offer continuing education because there's a new technique, a new, a new, a different question that you never thought of, a new way of drawing from people. So I, I believe reading is important. Listening to books, Audible. I mean, I'm on Audible a lot. Um, taking courses, even if they're just an hour course with a new idea or a new approach, you can always learn. So if we're, if I, this is, I've taught a class about this. You stop growing, you stop going. Because if you stop learning, you, you, there, you, you only know what you know. We don't know what we don't know. So I believe continuing education and keeping our mind open. You know, every day I say, open my mind and open my heart to receive what's meant for me. I learn from my own students, from my own people in coaching. I learn from them because I'm open to learning. And I think that's important for all of us. Yeah, I think that that's one of the, I, I don't know if I want to call it a mistake, but it's definitely a limitation of just kind of education where they make it seem like, oh, you go to high school or you go to college. And that's like kind of the end all. That was the goal. When the goal should be learning and you can learn at any age, at any time, constantly. And to me, one of the best investments are books because, you know, for $10 or $20, you're getting what somebody spent months kind of uh, thinking about and, and articulating. And if you just pick up one nugget of information from that, how that's like the best value you can find out there. Mm-hmm. You've got it. And audio programs listening to your CDs and your downloadables because there's things that other people have experienced that we can draw from. You know, if somebody was interested in, in working with independent direct sellers, for example, we've been doing that for a long time and we understand the mindset of those people. Why not take a course from someone that gets who they're working with? Right. And, and throughout history, this was what separated, you know, the super rich from everybody else was they had access to this knowledge. Now we're fortunate to be living at a time when a lot of this information is available and free for anybody with an Internet mm-hmm. connection. And it's at your disposal. And a lot of people are just taking it for granted and ignoring that tremendous gift that's been given to all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, YouTube has so many great things that you can just go and take 15 minutes and take that nugget and then have a place your mind will trust to put that information. I have a, a, a notebook in every class that I take. All my notes are within that, but they're also sorted by category. So I can go back and, and look and say that nugget right there. That's why we use storyboards too, because storyboards are a great way to, to take nuggets that are powerful or important and, and utilize those on a regular basis. So, I just, I love learning and I love what I get to do every day and, and we're making a difference for people. And I think sometimes coaches see their, their work as work. I ha- I have to do this. I need to do this. That's why we teach so much about enlightened vocabulary because word choices have a heaviness. And sometimes we're coaching someone and that person keeps saying, you know, I need to do this. I should do this. I have to do this. 
And if we allow them to continue with that language, they are speaking victim language. And, and that is not gonna do them good. So sometimes we get too familiar with people and they say certain things that are not empowering themselves and we just let it go because we aren't staying up to current with what's what are the best practices in coaching. And sometimes we coach somebody too long and we become too familiar and, that, and we become like a counselor. And that's, that, that counseling is very different than coaching. Counseling is about the past and coaching is about today moving forward. So it's gotta move forward. Or if they're not progressing, it's time for them to find another coach. Right. I, it's funny you mentioned that about language. We just did a podcast today uh, where we were kind of the framing between I have to do something or I get to do something. Um, you know, they sound similar and they sound like they could be used interchangeably, but it's the mindset. If you have to do something, then now it's a chore. If you yes. get to do something, it's an opportunity. Yeah. And heavy it, weight, heavy weight. Yes. Yeah, uh, language is important, and uh, clarity of messaging is important as well. Mm -hmm. I, I want to just add something with that because, you know, I've, I didn't finish the other side. Instead of I need to, I should, I have to, it's I choose to, I expect to, I am in the process of, I get to. You can catch yourself doing those things, you know, it's, and it's like the client that says, well, I had a pretty good week, but I didn't that, that, that. And that but word comes in every other sentence. I'm just telling you, all the good in front of that word but is gone. And so really what they're doing is belittling themselves, shaming themselves, and they don't know it with one little word. So coaches listen, listen carefully, not just for the word, but the meaning behind the word so that they can support people to support themselves. And those little um, words and phrases, those negative um, kind of affirmations, they compound and people yes. don't realize uh, the power of compounding and, and that's where it's at. So you got to use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And great coaches hear those things. They really do. Now, if somebody wants to get on your calendar or learn more about what you're up to, what's the website? They can go for our coach schools right now. They would go to dswa.org forward slash events. dswa.org forward slash events. That has a listing of classes. Um, we, we do our level, we have level one, level two, and certifications. We have three classes that people take. They can do payment plan on those classes. And they can attend a class twice and they get to go for half price the second time. So there's a lot of opportunity there. But if you just want to write to me at Nikki, N-I-C-K-I, at coachschool.org, N-I-C-K-I, at coachschool.org, um, I'm happy to set up an appointment. And we can talk about things um, because we want you to be the best you can be in your profession and make a difference for more people. You know, there's a lot of things. I should have said this too. One thing that's different about our school is we also have marketing materials for them and forms for them. And so they don't have to create all these things. We give it to them in a Word document and they can make it with their own name and so on. 
I think sometimes we teach people how to coach well, and then they think all these people are going to show up at their doorstep. And in reality, you got to know how to go out and market yourself to meet people. And there are certain organizations, certain techniques, certain process that will benefit the coach and the coachee and simplify things for you. So I think learning how to market yourself is important too. Absolutely. I mean, uh, nobody eats if you don't sell something. That's exactly right. (laughs) Well, Nikki, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and that you're supporting the coaching world because sometimes people don't know where to go to get support. And obviously you have invested in all of us. So thank you. And, and, and please thank Stone and Angie for me too. Will do. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. Yeah.